What's up, everybody? Your Philadelphia Eagles are going to the NFC Championship game after a throttling of the New York Giants, 38-7. Enough said. Welcome back. Episode 79 of Thoughts from the Shade. Don't forget, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, jump in there, jump in the app, look around. It ain't hard. Leave us that five-star review. Much appreciated. Um, What a time to be alive. What a time to be a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Big win. Saturday night at Lincoln Financial Field, the Eagles dismantled the New York Giants, the New York football Giants, as they like to call them. 38-7 to in front of a raucous crowd down there. I saw a lot of footage of what was going on down there. You had people jumping off buses. You had Giants fans pissing themselves multiple times until the bottoms of their jeans and their, their pants were soaked. Whenever there's playoff football in Philadelphia, it's just an absolute crime scene down there at Broad and Patterson and K-Lot and Jetro and whatnot. But what a scene Saturday night. Eagles get it done. And if you were like me coming into this game at all, maybe a little little apprehensive. I talked last week about the slow finish or, or the, the maybe the weak finish to the regular season for the Eagles. You have Jalen Hurts in the shoulder. Lane Johnson obviously needs corrective surgery after the season. So worried about the health of those guys. Team's not really humming down the stretch. Um, So if you were a little, maybe a little concerned like me, maybe catching a confident Giants team uh, with nothing to lose coming in Saturday night, um, you have to be ecstatic at the performance that we saw from our Eagles. Uh, A-plus performance, you know, it looked like the Eagles of old. It looked like the Eagles of the first 10, 12 weeks of the regular season. They get out to the hot start, touchdown on the opening drive, take the ball. I I absolutely loved that. And I, I loved it even more after seeing today NFL Films posting up Brandon Graham heading out for the coin toss with the captains. And he's dogging these guys on the Giants immediately. 97, we're going to run right at you. I don't even play offense, but we're going to run right at right at you. 2-6, I'm coming for you. 8, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for that shoulder. I mean, it ain't it ain't bounty gate, but this guy, this guy's setting the tone, and then the Eagles get the ball. I don't know if they won the toss, deferred. I'm just glad they got the ball. They go down, right down the field, 7-0, get the crowd juiced up, and... Never really looked back. The Giants get the ball. Their opening possession, they move it a little bit. Comes down to a fourth and eight at the Eagles' 40. Would have been a bomb of a field goal for Gunnell. Dable rolls the dice. Respect the move, being aggressive. Knows he's got to have a couple breaks go his way to, to win this game. And Hassan Reddick comes up with the huge play guy I talked about last week with the sack. The Eagles go right back down the field. Devontae Smith. He walks it in, 14 nothing. 
Daniel Jones, another pick on on drive two. It's fourteen nothing. This game is is all all but over. Uh, I mean, it was honestly kind of a boring game. I mean, it was it was awesome. People compared it to thirty eight seven, same scores. The NFC Championship game against Minnesota uh, in in seventeen or eighteen, whatever you like to call it, that year. Uh, but I mean, I shouldn't call it boring, but it, it's just one of those games that felt somewhat similar, dare I say, to the college football national championship game that we watched on a Monday night a few weeks ago, where it was over before it started. Um, so love to see it. Ground and pound, Jalen Hurts, he looked totally fine, involved in the run game, getting a couple carries. I mean, didn't need him to, to shoulder the load too hard uh, with Gainwell having a nice night, over 100 yards. Miles Sanders almost to 100 yards. So that's how they crushed him, I think, back in week 14 on the ground, and, th- and that's what they did on Saturday. Didn't need to get too crazy. I was excited to see Dallas Goddard back involved. I mean, didn't totally pop off but the touchdown he's involved early I think he had five catches for for like 55 or 60 uh and then the other guy we worried about Lane Johnson I think I saw him reach reach for the area maybe once early on I I was calling for him to be out of the game once uh once the Eagles came out of the half but he looked good sure he's not feeling great but the guy's just an absolute warrior so you you just look for him and, and Hurts to continue to to stay in the mix because they were fourteen and one with Jalen in the regular season, and the record historically with Lane Johnson in the lineup for the Eagles is um, they just win with that guy. So, I mean, going into going into next week, going into the NFC Championship game, obviously taking on the Niners. We'll get we'll get to the rest of the divisional games. Um, is Avante Maddox going to be back? There's there's talk that he's out of the boot. Um, you know, can he play? Will he play? It sounds like there's a chance it's possible. It would be a huge lift. I mean, who else are the Eagles really missing if uh, if they get their starting guy in the slot back? I don't think anybody. So it would be a huge lift, but this team ain't skipping a beat. They're, they're back in one week, I don't know, maybe it's the opponent. Maybe we overvalued the Giants. We gave them a little too much credit. They did stumble down the finish of the regular season. They they did beat an overrated uh, or w- way worse than, than their record Minnesota Vikings team. Uh, so maybe, maybe we gave the Giants a little too much respect there. Um, but the Eagles got it done. And you got to think about also – the status of A.J. Brown. Uh, it, you saw him on the sideline after missing that, that touchdown shot in the second half from Hertz, maybe by a step, and he kind of pulls up, and then you see him on the sideline, and Sirianni's over at him, and you can see the frustration. So I I don't know. I don't know about this guy a little bit. I know when Garter Minshew threw the pick six against the Saints, A.J. Brown was maybe didn't have the best defense there of his teammate, Um only goes for three for 22 in the game. Maybe does he want the ball? I, I don't know. He was pretty hype after he led the way for Devontae's touchdown early on. So something to keep an eye on. Uh, I don't I don't think it's something to get too worked up about in terms of like his attitude and whatnot. But if he's if he's dinged up, I mean, we, that's a guy we need out there against uh, a defense like San Francisco's. But I, I have to comment on some of the post-game theatrics and, and maybe some of the end-game 
theatrics. Obviously, Fox caught a few clips of uh, Nick Sirianni chest bumping the guys and bobbing his head and motherfucking the refs uh, throughout throughout the night as the game transpired. And then he gets in the post-game presser and he's ripping Angelo Cataldi for, for being hard on Jonathan Gannon, which I thought Jonathan Gannon called a pretty nice game. We talked last week. Giants were going to try to dink and dunk you. They were going to try to run it with Barkley. I mean, it's very easy when you go up 14 nothing and you got the best crowd in the NFL behind you. But um, you look at the Bradbury interception, that's a play where a guy's not not sitting soft. He's got the green light to step up and make a play, fill the hole from the blitzer. Good creativity there from JG. Uh, and then Barkley, I think he ripped off one for 39 and then eight for like 22 the rest of the way. Uh, so a nice job there. Again, probably not going to hammer the run when when they're trailing by two scores early, but did what they needed to do, uh, and, and didn't didn't have the uh, the old death by a thousand paper cuts that we see from time to time. But Nick S going off about JG and you radio guys calling him out and talking about Jalen Hurts and comparing him to Michael Jordan, which she did walk back a little bit in the presser after the game and in the presser on Monday and really more likened it to his attitude, his preparation. It's just, you know, I think, I think even Hertz would probably tell Nick like, yeah, man, chill out. The job ain't finished. Like we, we got a long way to go. I know we talk about Todd Bowles and um, who else did we talk about last week that lost with a dumb look on their face? Brandon Staley. These guys are kind of emotionless. And then, then you got Nick S he's like a cheerleader out there. So, I understand you can't can't have your cake and eat it too, but uh, maybe maybe a little bit more of a business like approach. If you win the Super Bowl, do whatever the hell you want. And uh, gotta say, it's looking pretty possible. The other thing, speaking of, of winning the Super Bowl, uh, buddy of mine, we were up at Penn State this weekend. We we had the crew up there, and got got to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Menard Premium Detailing, uh, over in Warminster, Pennsylvania the best auto detail service in Bucks County. Uh, they're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and you can reach them at one eight three three the number 2 Menard and at MenardPremiumDetailing.com. Got to shout out my boy Grant uh, over at Menard. He gets the old Sprinter van fired up, picks up all the boys, and we ride up to Penn State. We saw a hockey game Friday night, basketball game Saturday afternoon, and we rolled rolled right from the basketball game into Champs, downtown State College. So we did it right uh, to watch the 4 o'clock game or the 4.30 game, whatever the hell it was. And we got out of Dodge there and, and went back to the crib to watch the birds. Nice, quiet setting, jack up the TV. Everybody's chilling, a couple pizzas, ordered up, good to go. Uh, great setup. So everybody clears out and getting ready for bed, long weekend, a lot of booze. And um, one of my boys, loyal listener of the show, I want to check out the, the post game on NBC Philly for a little bit. So I'm like, you know what? That's, that's a good idea. You hear the dinner, 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 dinner. And they fire Michael Barkhands all fired up like he was shot out of a cannon. Um, but speak the Super Bowl talk. I mean, they weren't talking Super Bowl on the set, but it's like the first uh, segment after the game. And these guys are talking about the job that Howie Roseman has done. And and it was a it was a ten or fifteen minute segment about the roster that he's built, uh, the acquisitions, the in season, the off season, 
getting out from underneath the Wentz contract. We're getting on that uh, in the first segment of, of the post game of a of a divisional round win. You really, it really felt like it was a post Super Bowl victory post game show. Um, so, I mean, th- there's great reason to to puff your chest out, hold your head high, and, and feel confident about this team after their performance Saturday night, but. We call out other other teams in the in the national folks about stroke fests and pumping everybody up and it was it was odd. It was very odd. We didn't talk about the game. We didn't talk about Jalen. We didn't talk about Nick S. We talked about Howie Roseman for like fifteen minutes. Just really odd. Um but I mean what what can you say? This is a great game. The team showed up. I talked last week about kind of the the sludge of of November and December with this season. And then you're not sure what to expect. When the playoffs roll around, guys are banged up. You got to buy. Maybe maybe not a ton of momentum, but they they came out, cranked the hell up, and got the job done. And they'll move on to play Sunday at 3 o'clock against Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, and the San Francisco 49ers, which by the way, I'm recording here Tuesday evening. I get on Ticketmaster this morning, about nine forty seven AM. Get all queued up. I'm in the I get in the waiting room. And I feel like I'm in the waiting room kind of early. So I feel like I'm I got a shot. I don't know. I don't do this Ticketmaster thing much. I know it's a it's it's a crime. Uh it's it's a joke. A lot of complaints. Taylor Swift last week with the Eagles and everything. But so 10 o'clock rolls around. They throw me in the queue. I'm in the queue. And I didn't get the 2,000 plus. I'm like 14 something. And within five minutes, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. And I unselect the verified resale tickets. And I'm looking at just the Eagles tickets. And they're popping up. I got hope. And I'm clicking on them. And every time I go to check out or buy now or whatever it is, oh, sorry, someone beat you to it. And before you know it, there's no more verified Eagles tickets left. So I'm, I'm, I jump on Twitter. I got to check check it out. And I see people got further than me. I see people that, that got to click on the Eagles verified tickets and got to check out just to see that when they got to check out, the price was jacked up to to the resale price. So I'm I'm really curious if anybody, other than than the bots, and the insiders and, and the tech nerds, I, I, I'd I'd like to know if anybody was able to purchase a single game ticket this morning. But it's all good. Save a couple bucks. Maybe I'll take take that money and just throw it on the Eagles. But we'll get to picks later. Don't forget you can follow us on Instagram at Thoughts from the Shade. And on Twitter at TFTSPod. We got to get to the rest of the games from the weekend Saturday afternoon. I mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs take down Doug Peterson and the Jacksonville Jaguars 27 to 20. Obviously, the big story from this game is Patrick Mahomes gets the ankle rolled up or fell on, looked really nasty, and he's hobbled. You get Chad Henney in the game. Facilitates a really nice drive, 95, 97-yard drive. Uh, 
gets the touchdown. That's a guy that's been there, knows the system, knows his role. And you know Andy's going to scheme it up for him. Uh, so he, he did a nice job, and then Mahomes comes back out after half. And a Jamal Agnew fumble, man. Kind of killed the vibe for Doug and the boys. Uh, I, I, I look at that play. I look back to the end of the first half. I think it was before the field goal to make it 17-10 going into the half. But Lawrence throws a great ball to Christian Kirk. And Kirk's got everybody beat, and it just falls right right through the hands. And you got Chris Collinsworth on NBC on the call saying that that ball was overthrown. You couldn't have thrown it any better. better. Christian Kirk was, was covered or uh, didn't have the defense beat when the ball was thrown in the air. Then the ball's thrown in the air by Lawrence, anticipatory throw. Lands right in his breadbasket and just falls to the ground. Would have walked in for a touchdown. And Chris Collinsworth is telling you that ball's overthrown. I don't understand these guys sometimes. But that play, you know, I know they go down and score. They they make it 17-10, 17-14, different ball game. Uh, especially with, with Henny in there and, and a limited Mahomes when he comes back. I thought the Jags defense was playing pretty well. And then you're at 27-17, and you get the fumble. You're going in, make it a three-point game with five minutes left, five and change. The dude just fumbles the ball at the three-yard line. Those were kind of the two, obviously the two plays to me that stuck out, really changed the course of the game. And got to tip your cap, tip the cap to Doug and, and Trevor Lawrence. Great year. You go from the number one pick to a couple plays away from playing for the AFC title game and go to one of the most difficult places to play in, in the uh, in the league and hanging in. So, shout out to our boy Doug. It was a great year. Bombs already got the the Super Bowl future bet for next year. We know that he's got the Lawrence MVP ticket. Uh, but hats off to the Jags and with the Chiefs, obviously hosting the AFC Championship game. Uh, got to keep an eye on Mahomes. The line's moving in favor of the Bengals. I don't think that means good news on the Patrick Mahomes front. Let's get to game number three of the weekend, uh, the early afternoon game in Orchard Park. Snow Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals take down fraud Josh Allen, fraud Sean McDermott, and the Buffalo Bills. 27-10 to 10 in the snow. What a scene, but not what a game. I mean, I talked about the Eagles game being kind of boring. We talked last week about how this is usually the best weekend of football, despite a pretty exciting and a lot of drama and super wild card weekend. I thought I thought this divisional this divisional round or this divisional weekend kind of underwhelmed. Not too much drama in the Chiefs game, no drama in the Eagles game. And the Bengals just dismant they go into the snowy Buffalo table breaking environment. And they just handle business. That's what Joe Burrow does. That guy handle handles business. And nobody, nobody talks about them. They're now three starting offensive line. And what we're going to hear about is we're going to hear about how Josh Allen had the, had the bad UCL and how they didn't have Vaughn Miller. That's what we're going to hear about. But, I mean, from from Jump Street, again, almost similar to the Eagles game. From Jump Street, it was all, all Cincinnati. And Josh Allen, got to say, 
showed his true colors, man. This guy ain't built for it. I hate to kill 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 him like that, but he gets he he gets way too much love in the national media. This this Bills team gets too much love. Sean McDermott, I don't know that he gets too much love, but his team does. And you're playing a team that's down three starting offensive linemen, and you're a defensive guy, and you're playing in the snow, and you don't really do a ton to slow them down. Mixon had a day. You know Burrow's got to get the ball out fast. And that's what they did. They carved them up. They go right down the field. They're up 14 nothing. Never look back. Never felt like a game. You're never, never confident in Allen and company to get back in the game. Stephon Diggs, visibly frustrated with his quarterback. Uh, it's just a joke. It's a joke. I, again, I, I, I went off last week about it. But I'm glad to see them out. Glad to see them out. Um, they don't run the ball. You, you can't win in the playoffs if you don't run the ball. I think they ran the ball 11 or 14 times for under like 60 yards. It's just not going to cut it. And the, the Bengals defense, it's a good unit, but that's what you're playing in the playoffs. You're playing good units. Um, so good riddance to the Bills. It was a good run. We look forward to, to seeing your, your Super Bowl odds shoot up the board next year uh, for everybody to talk about you and, and talk about Josh Allen and Mr. January. Wasn't a lot of Mr. January talk on Sunday from Tony Romo. Not a lot of Mr. Game, Mr. Big Game talk about Gabe Davis from Tony Romo on Sunday. It was It was a sad scene for all the pundits that are pumping the tires of the Buffalo Bills relentlessly. I mean, this I go back to the offseason, or maybe early in the season, whatever it was, fall golf, and I'm playing with the Bills fan. Yeah, well, the Eagles haven't really played anybody. Well, where are we now? Where are you now? So, I'm sure we'll hear more about the, the UCL of Josh Allen, and they miss Brian Dable. Ken Dorsey couldn't get it done. Couldn't be Josh Allen's fault, that's for sure. And then our final game of the weekend, the 49ers and the Cowboys. I mean, it's it's just frauds everywhere. I, th- I think the frauds were out on – it was a fraudulent Sunday. I don't want to kill the Jags. I don't think they were frauds. Beat by a better team, but they're only up. Chiefs have been the class of the AFC for, for a few years now. Obviously, the Eagles – reintroduced themselves as the top dog in the NFC on Saturday night. And then you got you got a Giants team. They're not frauds. They are what they are. Maybe people thought they could hang. I don't think a lot of people thought they could realistically win the game. But I think I think Dable and, and company have a program to, to work to work with and build on. Um but Sunday, I mean three o'clock you got you got McDermott and the Bills and they're stinking it up. And then, then you get to six thirty, the NFC champion, NFC championship, NFC divisional game at Levi Stadium, the Niners, the Cowboys, and it's a complete fraud fest. Kyle Shanahan, fraud. Brock Purdy, I don't. Need, it's not right to call the kid a fraud because he's a rookie and he's a seventh rounder. But for all the love that he's gotten, I mean, 
You think he's Joe Montana? He's a fraud. Dak Prescott has one good game against the shitty ass Bucks, one of the worst Bucks teams. The worst Bucks team of, of the Brady era by far. Dak tears them up for for one nice game. And he's back. He's the best quarterback left in the NFC. And he gets out there and he, he's throwing picks again. Looking dazed and confused into the slow-mo camera for, from Fox. I mean, this guy's a bum. You got McCarthy. Can't handle a clock. Must have spent the entire week drawing up that last play. That got totally destroyed in a matter of seconds. I mean, seriously. I know you get in those situations once in a blue moon and you need a miracle. But to draw it up like that, I think it just shows me you spent too much time on it, pal. You spent too much time drawing it up and and not enough time thinking about the outcome if you actually ran that that disgrace of a play like they did. And it's just beautiful to see. But I'm watching that game, and obviously it's it's a beautiful thing. It's it's Sunday. Eagles already punched their ticket to host the NFC Championship game. So I'm I'm just thinking, watching, you know, who, who's going to look good? Who do we want to play? You, maybe you want to play the team that, that looks a little worse. And I'm thinking early in this football game before Dak starts chucking it around and turning it over and before the Tony Pollard injury, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, hey, I kind of want San Francisco. I mean, Pollard's a son of a bitch to tackle. CeeDee Lamb's a pain in the ass to cover. Um, I mean, you can, you can count on Dak to – be a bum, which he ultimately was on Sunday in another big spot, but he's had his day against the Eagles in the past. Um, so I'm, I'm early on, I'm thinking, I, I want the Niners. I mean, they're they're not moving the ball. You got this great Shanahan offense. You got, you got young Joe Montana and Brock Purdy. This lethal offense that, that just put a 40 spot on the horrific Seattle defense. Shouldn't have even been in the playoffs. So I'm, I'm thinking, I want the Niners, man. And uh, ultimately, that's what we got. I mean, may- maybe without Tony Pollard, you want the Cowboys? Who's to say? I I, th- I think we're fine either way. The Eagles play the way they did Saturday night. They they come out the gates like that. I don't care who, who they play. They'll be just fine. Um, but the other thing I thought about watching this game is how physical it was. It was a physical game. It wasn't pretty wasn't played very well, but it was physical. These guys are laying big hits on each other, riding them down to the ground, bouncing them. And that's going to play a part in the matchup this week with the Eagles. These guys got beat up. They beat each other up. Whoever came out of that game was going to be hitting the cold tub and hurting and then having to jump on a plane and coming to South Philadelphia. That ain't a good recipe, folks. Not a good recipe. I know I said, I think I might have said it two weeks ago, that maybe Minnesota gives gives San Fran the best game. That was, that was a horrible take. That's a hand-up horrible take. Dig that one up if you want to roast me. Um, But I couldn't help but watch this game and think, man, these guys are beating the shit out of each other. This is great. This is great for the Eagles. Um, So I, I think that's going to play a part. Might have worked out in our favor that, that Dallas went to San Francisco. 
Obviously, it worked out in our favor that the, the Dak blew up again. Mr. Hot and Cold. More so cold. Um, and Big Mike McCarthy. Just not getting the job done. I couldn't help but uh, st- snag this one and bring it to light. I know there were a few Twitter accounts that, that threw this around, but the Dallas Cowboys have not reached the NFC Championship game since before Jalen Hurts was born. And they're like the, the talk of the town. It's the Bills, and it's the Cowboys, and it's the 49ers. It's, that's been the big talk of the town the last last couple weeks. Bills are done. San Fran is about to be disposed of, and the Cowboys are an absolute embarrassment. Been almost 30 years since they made an uh, NFC title game. And these people are tweeting out, Jalen Hurts was birthed. He was potty trained. He went to school. He had his first kiss. Went to his first dance. Went to high school. Went to Alabama. Was a Heisman finalist at Oklahoma. Got drafted. Sat behind that bum Wentz. And made an NFC championship. All since the last time the Cowboys have. I thought that was fantastic. But. Always good to see the Cowboys go down. I know we hate them the most. Would have been fun to to beat the crap out of them at the link Sunday afternoon, but I'll I'll get just as much joy if we can do the same thing to to Kyle Shanahan and Purdy. I mean, Dallas defense, defensive front is good. They were able to get pressure. Eagles is better. Eagles secondary is better than than the Dallas defense. The Dallas secondary, you, you didn't see Brock Purdy slinging it around the yard. Looked very pedestrian at times. Christian McCaffrey's got a banged up calf. We'll get to the picks. We'll get to the picks, but first we have to get to the spot in the shade line. We always want the people to get involved. It's 215-385-5164. It's where you can reach us, call in, leave a message. You'll be on the next podcast. So let's see. How the people are feeling off a of big Eagles dub. What's going on, boys? Two uh, items of business to go over here. It's the maniac, first and foremost. You know it, as always. Number one, Brock Purdy ain't going to do jack shit when he comes into the link. That little fucking twerp. He can't roll left. Make him go left. Make him go left. He is dog shit when he goes left. We're going to kill him. We're going to kill him. And number two, this is in a little bit of upper debate here, but um, I got an invite to Bomb's wedding with a guest. Do I bring some rando or should I wait it out and try and see, you know, what the talent pool is like at said wedding? All right, guys, you're doing a great job. Go, Birds. Lay the points. We're going to match these mofos on Sunday. Let's go, Maniac. Love it, man. Bring in the juice. Maniac Malloy. Find him on Instagram. Find him on Twitter. Doing some awesome stuff with the folks down 
at Bet Parks. I think I got to answer the second part of the call first. And, of course, bomb leaves you high and dry the day of. So we'll talk about them without them. Can't blame me. Blame the maniac. Blame bomb for missing out. Uh, I would say you got to roll stag. He's got to roll stag. And I say that because I think, I don't know if Bomb's reached out yet, but I think the Maniac needs to MC this wedding. I think he needs to do the bridal party entrance. I think he needs to do do Bomb's first entrance. For the first time in public, Mr. and Mrs. Bomb. Like, I, th- I think the Maniac was made for that. I saw him on Instagram the other day. He's at, he's at his son's basketball game introducing the, the players, the little kids. And he's, he sounds like the guy down at the Sixers game, getting these kids fired up. It's awesome stuff. We need them at the wedding doing that. Uh, but now, realistically, Maniac, I'd say you got to roll stag, man. It's less cash for Bomb. It's less cash out of your pocket. Um, it's going to be a nice event. You know, you, you might just get get somebody to latch on for, for a night, for, for a dinner plate, for some free pops. And then you'll be, might be left high and dry. You know, I don't. I don't think. A, I, don't, I don't think the wedding is is a good spot for the first spot. Now, if you you know you got you got somebody in mind, you're seeing somebody, bring them down. But that's my two cents. And as far as Brock Purdy, great point, great point. He was dog shit when he went left on Sunday. He went left numerous times, and I don't think I really saw him square the hips. Get the feet vertical and and fire down down the field. I'd say he didn't more times than not. It's not to say that he can't, but you got you got Josh Sweater, Sean Reddick chasing you down. You're trying to square the hips. You're in trouble, cuz. Let's rough him up a little bit. I'm in. I think he's in for a long day. Um, let's go to caller number two. Thanks for the call, maniac. What's going on, fellas? Wanted to check in. Emmett from Phoenixville calling. I was down there, not at the link. I was down at the lots yesterday or last week. The vibes were exceptional. We need to run it all back this week. We have a destiny to achieve, a journey to complete. We have been the best team in the league all year. Mr. Irrelevant's coming in to the link, and he's going to find out just how irrelevant all of his preparations were. We're dangerous. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to win it all. We got something to prove. Let's prove it. Now, I remember when Harper had his swing of his life, there was Bedlam at the bank. Now, who's going to have the signature moment to induce the lunacy at the link? I need to hear you if you're in the stadium. I need to hear you all over the area, all over the world. Eagles fans, get loud. Let's go. And let's punch our ticket to the Super Bowl. It's all right. We've earned it. Now let's get the job done. Go, Bird. Let's go. Emmett from Phoenixville, fired up. Started talking about destiny and a journey and, and getting things done. I wasn't sure if Joe Biden didn't call in, but brought the juice. Lunacy at the link. Lunacy at the link. I like that. We had Bedlam at the bank. Scott Fransky. 
Can we can we can we get that over to Merrill? Can we get that to Merrill? Lunacy at the link. Yeah, we if you're going down, you gotta get fired up. If you didn't get stiffed like me on Ticketmaster, get down there, bring the noise. Definitely get fired up. This Jalen Hurts been saying it. He was saying it after the game. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Sure, it's our second time in five, six years to have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. But that's not it's not to say it's it's gonna happen next year or next five years or next ten years. You never know. So yeah. Chance of a lifetime. Let's cherish it. Let's go get it. And like Emmett said, you gotta bring the juice. Bring the lunacy to the link on Sunday, folks. Let's go to our last call. Hey guys, how you doing? I got a couple of things to, to get to today. Uh, first, we'll start off with the Cowboys and 49ers game on Sunday. You know, from the onset of that game, they were pumping up the Cowboys, talking about Dak. Not only did he have the performance of the season, but he might, that might have been the performance of his career against the Buccaneers last week, you know, against a terrible Buccaneers team. And, uh, you know, the rest of the game, they didn't really have much to go off of because the Cowboys really just kind of shit down their legs down uh, down that game, but then you get down to the to the last drive of the game, and and you see a stat come across the the television screen. It says Dak Prescott has had twenty fourth quarter comebacks, and you see the little asterisk there. It says includes the postseason. I mean, what kind of stat is that? How, how many fourth quarter comebacks has this guy had in the postseason? Tell me that. That's that's the meaningful stat. I mean, they just try any way to pump this team up. But, you know, it was really glorious to just see the, the Cowboys crumble in that last drive. You got McCarthy botching the time management. Schultz uh, not getting the, the second foot in on what well, should have been an easy catch and two feet down on that, that catch he made at running out of bounds. And then you got the receiver just getting drilled before he could even lateral the ball in the last play of the game. It, it was just, just great and, you know, what you always expect from – from a, a Cowboys team like that. Uh, anyway, the second thing I wanted to get to here, and I'll, I'll try to keep it short, um, but I was out for lunch today, and uh, I'm out with my daughter, a uh, little toddler, one and a half years old, and I'm wearing my Eagle shirt. We're, we're having a burger, and I'm standing there, and I, I see some guy sitting next to me, and uh, he kind of says under his breath that uh, a lot of people are, are breaking out the Eagles gear now. And then he says it again, even louder to, to the guy sitting with, Oh, a lot of people breaking out the Eagles gear now. And, uh, I look at him and, and I had to bite my tongue. I, I don't really know what this guy's going for, but you know, it's as if these people think that us Eagles fans are kind of crawling out from under a rock when, when the times are good. I mean, we, we've all been fans for a long time. My, my earliest memory is, is of the Ray Rhodes and Doug Peterson team, uh, way back in the nineties. And, you know, we've all witnessed the, the successful yet disappointing seasons under Andy Reid. We've all witnessed the, the disaster that was Chip Kelly as he dismantled a, a, a solid roster and set us back a few years. And, you know, despite this recent Super Bowl, it hasn't been all rainbows and unicorns for, for the Philadelphia Eagles. But what I saw Saturday night against the Giants was an inspired and confident football team with a true leader at the helm in Jalen Hurts. Bring on the 49ers this weekend. Hopefully we don't get too much of a Shanahan stroke fest. And let's go, Birds!
Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful energy from the people this week. Thank you for the calls. Uh, lot to unpack there. Might have hit some really good points that I didn't hit on the on the Cowboys down, down the stretch. Schultz and the, and the two feet can't get two feet in when there's nobody near him, and then when there's a guy near him, he knocks him backwards before he goes out of bounds. Just, just habits of a Mike McCarthy coach team. Just can't do the fundamentals. Pathetic. Um, yeah, that Fox stat. I noticed that twenty fourth quarter comebacks includes the playoffs. What's he got? Two playoff wins. I guess one had to be a comeback. If you had, if it had to include them. Um, What's the guy been in the league? Six, seven years? I mean, come on, man. It's a disgrace. It is. It's it's a it's a it's a stroke stroke this guy, stroke stroke the Cowboys, stroke Kyle Shanahan and that stupid flat brim with his five o'clock shadow or a little more, whatever the hell it is. As he's holding the chart over his face, staring at, out in the field like an ass. That shit got me fired up. I know I'm a pretty mellow guy and my co host typically Brings a little more energy, but the people, thank you for the calls. Get me fired up. And then as far as the guy, if you're trying to get a rise out of a guy that's that's taking a, a toddler out to lunch, you're an asshole. That's the first thing I'll say. Uh, and second of all, that, that shit's reserved for for the Cowboys coming out of the woodwork. Like, like the Homer Simpson going in and out of the bushes, the Dallas Cowboys people, they just went into the bushes for a wardrobe change, and they came out with the Duke Duke basketball shirt on. But that, that's a disgrace. Um, and I I think I think this fellow lives in in the uh, the Virginia area, the Virginia DC area. So I'd, I'd have to ima- imagine it's either a, a Ravens fan, a team that can't figure out how to take care of a franchise level quarterback or or it's a commanders fan um an organization that's owned by a scumbag an idiot um and an organization that that picks up our our scraps thinking thinking he's going to save the world in Carson Wentz but yeah that that's that's just trash you you, you got to have not much going on in your life uh if you if you're trying to go to guy about Wearing an eagle shirt, who's t- taking taking a little girl out to lunch? It's a disgrace. Um, but those are our calls. Much appreciated. Really get you in the mood, get you going. Love to hear the Eagles' chance. Um, but we got to pick these games. Let's get the picks in and let's start. We'll start with the AFC. We'll start the AFC Championship game. It's the late game, six thirty, Sunday evening, Arrowhead Stadium. The Bengals. I believe they opened as a one-point dog. They're now 1.5 point favorite. One and a half point favorite on the road at Arrowhead. Totals at 46 and a half. Can't go against Joe Cool. What did we call him last year? Big Balls Burrow. Can't go against him, man. I, I don't. I don't think a lot of this Chiefs defense. Um, I think. I think the Bengals have great balance on offense. They showed you that last week. Granted against Sean McDermott and the boys. Um, Chiefs do have a strong pass rush. Maybe they can get to Burrow if he's not getting the ball out fast against that 
mashed up offensive line, but I think you got to go with Joe Cool. You don't know what you're going to get out of Mahomes. The line's moving. You look at this Kansas City schedule coming down the stretch. They had two games against Denver. They won by a combined nine points. They played the Houston Texans. They won by six. They handled Seattle. They handled the Raiders. Take care of the Jags on, on Saturday afternoon. But it hasn't looked like the Chiefs of old. So, that also leads me to ride with Snowboro. Uh, it's it's crazy to think if they can reach the Super Bowl in back-to-back seasons, especially after the start they had this year, but I believe they've won 10 in a row, including the playoffs, aside from San Francisco or in the same realm of, of, of San Francisco, hottest team in football. You got to ride them, man. Burrow don't give a shit. Send those refunds back for that neutral site game. I love that. I'm on the Bengals. And then let's obviously go to the NFC Championship game, 3 o'clock Sunday afternoon, Lincoln Financial Field. Our Philadelphia Eagles are up to a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Total is at 46. Believe the spread opened at one. There's no doubt in my mind that the Eagles are going to win this game. I don't like to exaggerate on this podcast. I don't like to go overboard or be hyperbolic. But when you watch 18 weeks and then you watch Super Wild Card round and you watch Divisional round and you know what's left, I'm supremely confident that the Eagles will win this game and I think... I don't think this number will be much of a question. Um, When you look at this game, I mean, the things that San Francisco does well, what do they do well? They run the ball well. They hit the kind of the the wide receiver screens, the Debo. They they hit Ayuk over the middle. They don't hit a lot of deep shots. What was the New York Giants recipe? Saquon, Dink and Dunk you. It's a similar deal, albeit much better weapons for San Francisco, much better offensive line. But I think Shanahan likes to build on that that play action, that misdirection. Maniac talked about Purdy going left. The Eagles are one of the best pass defenses against play action in the NFL they have been all year. And that's that's an accolade you can give to J.G., Corner safeties don't bite. They don't come up because they're so good against the run as well. So it's good on good on that side. I think Nick Nick Sirianni said in his Monday presser, it's a lot of good on good in this game. I have no doubt the Eagles good is better than the 49ers good. Um, Then on the other side of the ball, you think about San Francisco as a good, good run defense. But have they faced a rushing attack like the Eagles? I don't think they have. I don't think they've faced the the dual threat, the read option, um, with a guy like Jalen Hurts that'll keep it a lot of the time. It's tough to defend. So, and again, in the trenches, good on good. Great D-line. 
Bosa. He didn't impress me last week much, or or even in the the Seattle game. I like the Eagles O line over the over the Niners D line, and I, and I think the secondary can be exposed over the top. I don't know if this is going to be a a game like last week where the Eagles completely dominate on the ground and don't need to throw it thirty times, but there's going to be shots there. And I, they they protect Hurts. He'll hit him. AJ Brown, maybe maybe Watkins, maybe look for Watkins to hit a bomb this week, like he did in Week Two last year, in the home game against San Fran. I mean, the Eagles the Eagles do most most things very well, both sides of the ball. And I, I think I think the Forty ers have can be exploited in the secondary, and I, and I I don't think they've faced a rushing attack like the Eagles. I was listening to the Cuz today. Cuz was looking for the tape, seeing if San Francisco had kind of faced like the dual threat rushing attack. He said he hasn't found the tape. So this is going to be new for, for D'Amico Ryans and for that Niners defense. Um, so you got to like the Eagles. Gotta like the Eagles. They're so good when they come out fast. If the Eagles come out fast, I think this game could get blown wide open. You have a, you, you get a shell shocked kid, a rookie, Brock Purdy. In that environment, down fourteen nothing or down seven nothing, and that place is going nuts. Give me a break. I would be shocked, absolutely shocked, if this kid torches us. On Sunday afternoon. And I don't know what else there is to say. I know Nick S is cheesy. I know everybody's hype. But rightfully so, man. This constructed on paper, the divisional round performance, this is the best team left in the NFL. It's just up to them to go out and do it. And like our caller said, probably have the best leader left. One, definitely one of the best leaders left in this playoffs in Jalen Hurts. A leader unlike we've seen in a very long time in this city. I put my money on that guy on Sunday. So go Eagles. And I think that puts a cap on episode 79 of thoughts in the shade. Well, thank everybody for listening. We'll ask you to share this podcast, with a fellow Eagles fan. Let's get fired up Sunday, three o'clock. Bring the juice. Let's punch this ticket to the Super Bowl. Go Birds, baby! Enjoy. Peace. 